Hello and welcome to episode four of Financial Fitness. I'm your host, Donald Ramsey. Today we talk about the mid-month rebalance. What is it and why you need to do it. The mid-month rebalance. So what am I talking about? This comes up a lot in my coaching sessions uh, and even just in everyday conversations. Matter of fact, it came up uh, recently and um, just in a in a, a passing conversation. And I wanted to put this together anyway, uh, but touching on it seemed a little bit more relevant after some, uh, some recent coaching calls uh, and even me participating with my coaching sessions, talking about how I can better serve my clients. This idea of the mid-month rebalance is something that a lot of us probably already do in our own ways. It's something that we do in our household, and it's something that I teach uh, formally when I'm going through a, a coaching session, when we get to that part of budgeting and of managing personal finances better. But I wanted to touch on it in the podcast just as an overall uh, idea, maybe just a, uh, a strategy that if you're already managing your your uh, your monthly and your annual budgets, quarterly, annually, semi-annually, and, and you're kind of looking ahead, how does this mid-month rebalance uh, strategy really come into play? How can you put it to work for you? Uh, so first and foremost, uh, I want to go ahead and say that this probably is a little bit out of order. Uh, if you're hearing only this podcast and you don't have any context, then we haven't talked about what a budget is. And I actually haven't covered budgeting as a topic on this podcast. So if you're listening in order and you're following along with the conversation, this one's going to feel a little bit out of order. However, it's also coming out very timely uh, as it is the middle of the month. I'll be releasing, or, or this episode should be releasing on the 15th. So if you hear it uh, when, on the release date, you'll hear it right in the middle of the month in real time. Uh, not live, obviously, but but in real time. So as you're listening, uh, it should be very applicable, and you can put these uh, these these ideas, these um, strategies, and techniques to use right away. And um, if not, if you're just you know if you're picking this episode up, uh, starting somewhere down the road, or just listening to sound bites here and there, uh, I don't know when you're going to hear it, but the principles will still work for you. So just uh, listen through the whole uh, podcast, listen to the idea, and, uh, and and put this to work in your budgeting practice, in your household, uh, in, in the way that it works best for you. So, so the idea, the mid-month rebalance, what is it? So as I'm working through this process and we're putting these budgeting uh, skills in place and, and really working on uh, kind of flexing those financial muscles, right? The, the name of the podcast is Financial Fitness, and I, and I got to that name because the idea that I was that I was sort of uh, working with when I was when I was trying out names for the show had to do with exercise, and so the idea of finances and fitness kind of fit well together. And 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 when I talk about it, and if I'm working one on one with somebody, I'll I'll often use the analogy that we've we've got to exercise a new muscle, and sometimes it's a muscle we haven't used maybe ever. Uh, sometimes we're recovering from an injury and so we've got a little bit of atrophy to overcome. Other times it might be uh, just you know a weakened muscle that we haven't been exercising correctly or haven't been exercising recently. And we all know that you know, getting back into the gym, that those first few times, waking those muscles back up uh, or maybe using them for the first time, we get that soreness, right? And, uh, and all of a sudden, 
it's hard uh, to kind of get through those those barriers. And so this idea of, of exercising these financial muscles and overcoming those initial pains, those recovery pains, is worth it even through the discomfort. And so, so I want you to be thinking about that as we're going through some of these, some of these discussions, not just with this episode, but all the episodes. The idea of financial fitness um, is something I probably should have explained in earlier episodes, but I'll, I'll touch on it, uh, I'm sure, in future podcasts. Um, but I wanted, to, I wanted to touch on it today because this is a very applicable skill. And so far, if you, if you are listening in order, I really haven't gotten into specific skills. I've talked about a lot of general concepts. I've I've tried to offer uh, some encouragement and um, and and hopefully uh, get get you in the mindset to uh, to start really managing your finances intentionally and with the goal of improving not just your skill set and your fitness level as it relates to finance, but with the understanding that as that starts to improve, it can have a positive impact on your entire life. So that's really, you know, that's where I'm at with the podcast. That's that's how I want it received. That's what I hope to be able to provide uh, through this podcast and through these messages. And, um, you know, hopefully I'm doing that. I uh, that that's that's where my heart is and that's where my motivation is. Uh, so I hope that that, you know, all of you listening are hearing that. And um, when we talk about this one today, it's going to be very, very applicable and very specific. Uh, so it, it may not even be as long or, or who knows, I'm, I may find a little area that I want to expand on as I'm going through my notes and, um, and it might be longer, but bear with me, we'll get through it. And I promise it'll be worth it. This is a, a, like I said, a very applicable tool and something that you can take home and use right now, or as soon as you get home, uh, or as soon as you get somewhere where you can interact with your budget that you're hopefully doing in some way. And as I've said before, there's a million different ways. There's infinite different ways to do a budget. Uh, what's important is that you actually do the budget. Right. So, so back to the mid-month rebalance. Um, here's the, here's the basic principle. Uh, we're going to touch very intentionally the, the budget that we're working with. Uh, it's going to be a living document. What I mean by that is we're not just going to set up a budget, uh, that we use monthly and that we never edit and hope that it's always right month to month. That, that just doesn't work. Right. Now you can use that as a as a starting point. You can have a template that you always start with, uh, but with the um, with the idea of the mid month rebalance, basically what I'm what I'm saying is I want you to very intentionally interact with your budget two formal times each month. And this is just a very basic principle that we teach. You're going to interact with it at the beginning of the month or at the very end of the month for the next month, right? So so around the beginning within that week right? Hopefully in between pay periods, you're not waiting for a paycheck and then trying to figure out what to do with it. Uh, but then again, at the, in the middle of the month, and most people have some sort of a regular pay um, cycle. Most commonly, that pay cycle is going to be every other week, or it's going to be twice a month, the 15th and the 30th, the 1st and the 15th, something like that. So most of us are dealing with either 26 checks every year, uh, or pay cycles, right? Or 24, if we're twice a month, right? So 24, 26. Now, there may be some of you out there uh, who are saying, not me, I get paid weekly, or I get paid once a month. Uh, and this works for you too, because remember that in the, in the, in the mentality of managing a budget, we are, we are managing proactively. What we are not doing is managing our money 
reactively. So what I don't want you to do is wait for the money to show up, see the money, then start figuring out what to do with it. I'd rather that we plan ahead, and that's what today's mid-month rebalance is really going to focus on. We plan ahead for those upcoming expenses based on the income that we expect to get. So here we are. It's the 15th of the month, and we're interacting with our budget, and we're taking a look. Right, so what are we looking for? Well, we want to look for how we've done, how we performed so far in the first 15 days of the month. Then we want to look at the next 15 days and make sure that nothing has come up that we didn't plan for. But it's okay if it has, right? Because, we're, again, the idea is that we're proactive. So we set this budget up last month. So now, 15 days in, we want to see how well we're doing. And so maybe something has come up right? That we didn't plan. And that's okay. We just need to take the opportunity now to adjust. So maybe we thought we were going to have a certain amount of money left over to get us through the rest of the month and income coming in. Maybe the income has gone up or down. Maybe it's the same. Maybe the expenses have gone up or down. Maybe they're the same. And the upcoming expenses, again, either up or down or the same, right? All of those scenarios are okay because this is a living document. You didn't do a bad job with your budget if an unknown expense or just an oversight causes you to be overspent on your budget at this point. And remember, if I'm overspent on the budget because I'm setting my accounts up with a little bit of padding, a little bit of overflow, right, and my floors are never zero, I don't ever run the risk of overdrawing accounts, and that's why we want to interact with our budget regularly. The budget is not the account balance. The budget is the cash flow, the activity of my day-to-day. And so I want to make sure that I'm planning very intentionally throughout the month to spread that money across my, um, across my life, my way of life, and all of the different activities that I have to support in order to get me to that next pay cycle, right? And so that's that's the cash flow portion of the conversation, and the mid-month rebalance really focuses on that. Now, again, I, I want to stress here that what I'm not saying is that you live paycheck to paycheck and you're constantly just trying to maximize the value of the dollar and get as much as you can in as little amount of time as possible. Uh, and when we talk about spending and giving every dollar an assignment and a job, some of those jobs are savings. So what I'm not saying is that we're going to go in and we're going to spend this money and it's all going to be gone and you're going to be living paycheck to paycheck. So please don't hear that out of this out of this conversation. What I am saying is you want to very intentionally and very regularly interact with your budget and look for opportunities to improve. Now, a couple of questions you should be asking yourself. Am I prioritizing my money correctly? Who is involved in this conversation? Do I have a planned, you know, let's say you, you live um, in a family dynamic, right? Husband, wife, mother, father with kids. Who's involved in that conversation? I would encourage the entire family to be involved. What if you're single? Well, that's even easier. It's just you, right? But maybe you've got some close friends that you can use as accountability partners, especially if you're trying to go through a a debt elimination scenario. Bring those people that will support you into that conversation and let them hold you accountable to some of those decisions and go through this process with somebody else in the room because it's much less likely that if you do this together in in a group, 
right, with trusted friends or family who will support you. This needs to be a healthy relationship, right? We want the right people in this conversation. Don't just go pick somebody up uh, who you just met and invite them into a financial conversation. This, this, is, this is vulnerability time, and so you want to have somebody that you trust in the room, and that, but that will hold you accountable. It's okay, right? It's okay for somebody to tell you no and remind you that you've got a longer-term goal in mind. And in some cases, it may even be necessary, right? Family dynamics, husbands and wives out there, you can do that for each other. And, um, and if you aren't doing that, I would, I would strongly encourage starting that conversation and having that regular interaction because it's very healthy. Now, it can be very uncomfortable getting started, right? If you haven't done this regularly and one spouse is always managing the budget and the other spouse is always spending the money, and maybe that's worked, or at least you think it's been working for a while until you open the door for this conversation. And that, that can be challenging. It was in our house, and, um, but we got over it. And now we have those, those conversations, honestly, in passing. You know, we'll, have, we'll have regular uh, conversations about our budget with respect to the budget almost every day in our house. Because there, there's such a fluid dynamic. Things are changing. Jobs are changing. Uh, income sources are changing. Maybe a, you know, a sale of something has happened. Maybe a un, unexpected income or cost has come up. Um, you know, pets are a great example. And anybody who has kids, you, you, we all know, right? If, you, if you've got a house, a vehicle, a kid, or a pet, you have an unknown, an unplanned expense every single month. I, I hope everybody just chuckled a little bit. <laughs> Sitting in your car or at your desk or wherever you're listening to this. Uh, it made me laugh a little bit. If you've got a house, a car a dog or a cat, some kind of pet or a kid, you have got an unplanned expense every single month. And that's another reason to do this mid-month rebalance. So, you know, anybody that's out there thinking, well, I, I check my account you know, balance all the time, right? I always look at the account balance. I make sure I'm not overdrawn. And that's good. You want to make sure you're not overdrawn. But if you're focused on not being overdrawn, if that's, if that's really how you're managing to your quote-unquote budget, then the only thing you're really trying to protect yourself from is spending all your money and running out. What you're not doing is you're not actively planning and spending and saving in really intentional ways to maybe get yourself out of debt, save for uh, you know education or retirement or a future home purchase or upgrade or renovation, right? So we want to identify these things. We want to look long-term, but we also want to be paying attention to the day-to-day. -day. And the way that we do that is we do this mid-month rebalance. Now, the other part of this, uh, as I'm getting toward the end of this uh, idea and this concept uh, is not irrelevant, and I don't want to gloss over it, but I'm probably going to go pretty quick here because it ties more into the actual budgeting process. But the other piece of the mid-month rebalance, um, so part one was we're just going to revisit this month's budget. Well, part two is we're going to start to be, to look at next month's budget, and now we're going to start planning and prepping and getting ahead, right? So now I'm I, it's that intentional focus. It's that proactive uh, approach to budgeting. So we're going to use all the same rules and we're going to start building out next months or maybe the next two or three months of budgets. If we, if we have steady income and we have steady expenses, and again, if you're, if you're a homeowner with kids and pets, life, life goes in, um, it goes, it's seasonal, right? Seasonal volatility, but it definitely goes in a very, at least our experience, it goes in a very consistent fashion. Now there's always those unknowns and we all talk about how busy we get and how much of a whirlwind life can be. And we're busy, 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 but, uh, at the same time, we're fairly consistent. You know, we know on Monday what we're doing. We know on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we know what those activities are. We've got, 
you know, our kid participates in a Ninja Warrior camp. And so he goes on to Ninja Warrior every Thursday and we pay for that every month. And so that's a known expense and a known activity. Now, if he breaks his arm, that's unplanned, right? We don't plan for those kinds of things, but we do have money set aside for the unknowns. So you could argue that we do plan. We don't expect, um, you know, our, our, our son to go break his, uh, break his arm at Ninja uh, training, but if he does, we know how to handle it. We've got a plan in place to be able to, you know, handle that, that unknown expense, but it's going to blow that month's budget, right? We're going to have this unknown miscellaneous expense uh, that was unplanned for that month, but we have resources to, uh, and hopefully insurance is going to help uh, for that particular example. But, but you get it, right? We've, we've all got that kind of volatility, but also consistency to our lives. So, you know, don't, don't force yourself to be so, uh, proactive and so meticulous in your budgeting that you basically you plan to keep planning and you never stop planning and so you never move into the you know the action phase of planning and so you just keep getting ready to get ready and you never actually end up with a budget don't get stuck in that analysis paralysis that's this is something that I identify with very well and I've struggled with for most of my life I I want to know where every little detail is all the time and uh, as a result I end up overdoing the planning side of things, and it, it takes too much time, probably too much rigor and resources uh, designated to that or committed to that. Uh, but I'm a planner, and and uh, I used to I used to not own that. I do now. Uh, I am. I'm a planner, and um, you know, I'll, I'll I'll admit it. But but don't let planning get in the way of uh, allowing you to execute and manage and hold yourselves accountable to a budget. You're never going to get it right, and that's the beauty of it. Uh, matter of fact, as I was preparing for this, and I'm glad I just said it, I wasn't reading my notes, but I, I just glanced down and I wrote that in big, bold, uh, highlighted uh, text on my, on my show notes was that you're never going to get it right. It's perfection is the enemy. You heard that episode. Uh, I think that was episode two. So we're not going to try to be perfect. We're just going to try to be consistent here. We're going to keep interacting with the budget. We're going to keep updating the budget. And that really is, is the magic in the process is as long as you're involved, as long as you're engaged, as long as you're informed and you're looking at it, you're interacting with it, you understand where the money's going, you have a plan for where the money is going, um, and you apply these concepts to both the financial side and, and the non-monetary side of your lives, then your entire life tends to improve as a result of that. You start getting more organized in other areas, areas of your life, and you start finding opportunity to improve other aspects of your life based on the way the finances are now improving. And so now you, it kind of frees your mind up and opens your eyes to a little bit wider view. Now that you're not so focused on, oh, I hope we make it to the end of the month, or what are we going to do when we run out of money? You know, once we get to the other side of that conversation, what other doors are available to you? What other opportunities are out there that you can now see because you don't have this thing called finances in the way? You don't have this thing called debt in the way, right? So we're trying the, the whole focus, the entire, this entire show, by the way, is going to be focused on living on the other side of debt. And so this is just one of the tools, one of the ways that we get there. Um, so I hope all that makes sense. Two big key points here is intentional and regular interaction with your budget at the beginning and at the middle or at the end and at the middle of each month and updating both current and future months. And look as far out as you feel comfortable looking. You know, go ahead and plan out the next 12 months if you can. Guess what? It won't be right. Something is going to change. I guarantee it. And that's okay. But because we're interacting with it regularly, 
you're going to be able to make those little micro adjustments along the way. And you're going to take a lot of stress out of your life if you can apply these principles. So go do a mid-month rebalance, interact with your budget, download the Every Dollar app if you haven't already. It's available from the Ramsey Solutions or Ramsey Plus um, website and, uh, and give it a try. Even if you don't get the app, you know what? Use your spreadsheet or use your, the tools that are available from your online banking uh, app or, or web page that you're using. However you're interacting with your budget, you don't have to use the, the tools that I'm recommending. Whatever tools you're already using, you're already comfortable with, this works with absolutely everything. It's just a proactive approach. We're going to interact twice a month, very intentionally, probably more, but these two interactions, if done consistently, will definitely improve your financial fitness going forward. So give it a try and let me know how it goes. So that's it, the mid-month rebalance. A few things that I want you to remember uh, before you start to apply or as you start to apply is when to get started. And hopefully it's obvious, and I, I kind of covered this by saying anybody can take this home and use it right now, but the answer to that is start now. There's absolutely no reason that you can't take the concepts, even if you don't have some of the more formal tools that I mentioned, and go home and do a mid-month check-in right now. You can start to think ahead. You can start to make adjustments in the, in the existing month, in the current month, and you can just be that much more prepared for what's in front of you. So get started now. And remember, there's always going to be unplanned expenses. So even though they're not planned, doesn't mean that you can't be proactive with how you manage them. So identify them, check in mid-month, end of month, regular interaction. And when these things happen make the adjustments. And it's never perfect. Budgeting is a fluid, ongoing process, like so many other aspects of our lives. So just don't leave this one out, right? Budgeting is just one more thing that we want to manage proactively, that we want to manage intentionally. And that's a word you're going to hear on this show a lot. We want to be intentional. We want to be informed. We want to go after this thing in a very proactive way. And then a couple final points do this together. Even if you live alone, find somebody that you can work on your budget with. Somebody that you trust. Somebody that will give you honest feedback. We've all got those friends. We, we uh, don't typically share finances just socially in our, in our culture. Uh, but you have people that you do interact with in a way and have a trust level with that you can share your finances uh, and other more sensitive aspects of your life with. So find those people, families, do this together, singles, find a partner and, and do this as a team, you know, find some people that can really help support you through this process. And I'll go a step farther in saying, find someone that you can help support. So even if you are not the one looking, maybe, you know, somebody that needs an accountability partner needs somebody to support them through this. So ask your friends if you know if they're looking, make yourself available. And if you're looking, decide who you want to engage and approach with this idea and see if they're comfortable being your accountability partner. And then I'll leave you with this uh, final quote and idea, which is find simplicity on the other side of complexity. So this is actually, uh, this is an original quote. It's something that came out of my uh, professional life. 
And we try to always simplify, simplify, simplify. Whenever you're approached or whenever you're looking at a complex situation, the only way to break it down into a manageable, tolerable uh, level that you can actually go after with conviction and authority is to simplify it. So don't approach your budget with such a level of complexity. I talked about me being a planner and I would put together very complex budgets that I would never put into practice because they, they covered too many things. They were too hard to keep up. They weren't sustainable. So don't do that to yourselves. Oversimplify it, get it done, put it in place, check in, make those adjustments and just keep going. If it's not sustainable, you won't do it. Consistency, sustainability, simplicity, that's how we win. Thanks for listening.